Hi, welcome to NDE TV. I'm Peggy Robinson. Today's guest is Jason Janice, and I had him on last August, but I'm giving some of my new people another chance because I really blew it. I didn't know what I was doing, and I'd like for Jason to be able to tell his story uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Well, my ND took place uh, beginning of April of 2020. Um, I was hospitalized in the ICU um, from the pandemic and ended up on a ventilator for a month. Um, and mine's kind of, my NDE is kind of different because it actually occurred when I was on the up and up, I was actually healing. I was taken off the ventilator a month later. Um, and I was breathing fine. I was, I was doing okay. And throughout the whole time that I was on the ventilator, I kept staring off to the left because... Hey, Jason, do you know why you're bouncing? Well, it's because okay. I'm holding. Is it... Oh, is that it? Okay. Let's try this. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No worries. So I was... When I was on the ventilator, I kept staring off to the left. And it, it happened to just be right where the TV was hanging in the room. And I was drawn to it. There was somebody there. Um, and I knew it. I could feel it. And I just kept staring at it. And I, like I said, I don't know how long it took place. But one of the nurses says, do you want me to turn on the, the TV? And I'm like, I couldn't talk because I had a tube in my mouth. And I'm like, no, I mean, you don't understand. There's somebody there. There's somebody there. And I, I, I couldn't explain it. But Throughout the whole time that I was on the ventilator, I just kept staring at the TV. I was wanting to go there badly. Um, and then at the end, you know, I was taken off the ventilator and I kept staring at the TV because somebody was there. And then um, I was just, I don't know the best way to describe it was I was just dead. I was physically drained of anything. I was emotionally drained and I cried out to God, you know, I just said, please, please don't let me die, please. You know, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. It's like, I didn't have a relationship with God for over 40 years. I didn't stop believing in him, but I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't talk to him. I didn't tell him I loved him. I didn't ask for anything. I just, I didn't have a relationship with him. And, um, I'm, on that day, which, you know, some would consider your worst day, you know, when you're going to die, you know, I don't care who you are, you're going to cry out to God, you're going to say, please. And I was no different. Um, so I began to cry, sob, uncontrollably, uncontrollably. I said, please don't let me die, please, please. I said, I am so sorry for abandoning you. Because I knew I could feel somebody there. There was a there was a presence there. And it was love. It was just love. And I said, I am so sorry that I abandoned you and the Lord for my entire life. I said, I love you with all my heart and all my soul. And I, you know, I repented. I said, you know, I love you. Please, please. I went into the fact that I wanted to see my children again, my daughters, you know, and I just explained that. And then I, I explained my love for someone. And I was in the middle of describing the love and the need. And all of a sudden, I just wasn't in my body anymore. 
it felt like a, a, a World War II spotlight just hit me. And it was hot, it was warm, and it was just nothing but unconditional love, unconditional love. And in that, in that, in that moment, in that instant, I knew exactly where I was. I knew I was home. And that's the first thing I said is I'm home. And it never stopped. It was just waves and waves and just consistent love and consistent um, warmth. Um, and I, I just took it all in and I stopped sobbing. And before I knew it, I mean, I was looking down out on everything. I could see all around me. I knew everything, where I was, who, who was with me, was, which was father. Um, I looked out, I could see outside and the colors were just magnificent. They were, there's no way to describe the beauty of the colors. There's no, there's no way to describe the, the blues and the greens. And it's there. All I can say is that those colors are alive. And I mean, alive It's like, you could, you could see the, the, the depth of the colors, but they were surrounded with white light, just light. And it was every blade of grass was just moving. And I, I was just, and I, I thought, and it was just, I talked, but it was telepathically. And I said to, to father, I said, what a beautiful day to die. And I knew I was, I knew I wasn't in my body anymore. And I was just in tune with the universe. I just knew everything instantly. And, you know, I was a Catholic most of my life, all of my life. And in that moment, it was, it was just given to me that, that God did not care whether I was Catholic, whether I was Jewish, he did not care. Religion does not matter to father. And then while we were having this conversation, all of a sudden my head turned from the left to the, to the front of me and the Lord was there. And then the, the love was just intensified even more. It was almost stifling in a way it wasn't, but it was just, it was so much and it was beautiful. It was the most beautiful thing that there is. And you're all knowing you're all in encompassed in just love and utter acceptance. It doesn't matter who you are. And I realized because, you know, when I, when I look back at my life with no relationship with father, no relationship with the Lord, um, I did what I wanted when I wanted, how I wanted. I had no empathy, no love. I mean, I had love, but you know, it's not like the love that I have now for everyone. It was just, you know, me, 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 me. And I was lost basically, you know, because God is love, God is light. And that's all there is. Anything not of that is a way you're pushing yourself away from God and the Lord because he's love and light and anything, you know, fear, anxiety, depression, anything that you can manifest in our own heads is the absence of God. God is light. God is love. And, um, Fear is irrational, that there's no such thing as fear. There's no such thing as right or wrong here. There's no such thing as good or bad. We are all here to learn. We're in school. We come here and we line up, believe it or not, to, to come here because we're all divine. Not like Father, not like the Lord, but we're all perfect. We're, we're hundreds of thousands or millions of years old and God created each and every one perfect. You're perfect. I'm perfect. Your children are perfect. 
He made you perfect just the way you are. So if you think, well, I did this wrong or I did that. No, you didn't do anything wrong. You're here for the experience. You're here to learn. We don't know anything but love and acceptance and peace and harmony. So when we come here, we don't know what it's like to get hurt, to have a bad experience, to have intimacy or make love or, or any of that. We're all here for that experience. And, um, and a lot of times, most of us, like myself, we get lost because when, we're, when we come here, when we're born, you know, we get that divine umbilical cord cut. So, you know, we don't know who, you know, you know, we don't remember being home. Um, so when that takes place, he gives us, you know, some simple things. He says, we're to love unconditionally, we're to forgive unconditionally, and you're here to live your life. Live it without fear, live it without anxiety, live your life. But when you come down here, society, you know, keeps us bottled necked and, and, and oppressed. Um, organized religion is huge. Organized religion will keep you living in fear, as Catholicism does. Um, with you know, Let's just say hell, you know, there is no hell. If there was a hell, I would have gone there. Um, there's no question about it, you know. Um, and I was universally and unconditionally accepted. Why? Because God loves us. He loves every one of us. And you, I know it sounds weird. I know it's, it's going to sound out of the ordinary for most people, but you know, everything is just an experience. That's all it is. You know, we assign the labels or society or the church or whatever assigns well that was horrible that was bad you were wrong no everything that you've done everything that you've gone through it's a learning experience what did you learn out of being with your partner well you knew what you want you know what you don't want you move on and you try again and and again and again with whatever your situation may be and that was all given to me in a billionth of a second that you know, one, he doesn't care about your religion. It, do, it does not matter. And that we are, as a mortal, as, as mortal down here, we're flawed. So we come from divinity to a flawed situation, knowing that, you know, God knows that you're going to have ups and downs. You're going you're gonna to do great, and then you're going to trip and fall, and then you're going to, you know, get up and do it again. And, you know, we're not to give up, no matter how hard that situation may be, no matter what you are going through, you're not to give up. You are to get up, dust yourself off and continue on the journey. You know, we all come here, we all sign a contract, we all come here for life's experiences. We all signed up with what we are going through. That's why everybody's life is different. Everybody's going through different things. Why? They're all learning experiences. You go through them, I go through them, your neighbor goes through them everybody does and it's neither good bad or indifferent it's just an experience and we're here because we want our spirits to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow so when we're here you know we're given the choice of you know um faith he wants us to believe in him but we don't have any recollection of him and so when somebody says, 
you know, well, how do you know? I just, I believe, I feel it. Well, how can you feel? You know, this is before my NDEs because I just know, I, I feel it in my soul that there, there's something there. And then, you know, when my NDE took place, um, that was all given to me, that none of it mattered what I did. There was no wrong. And that it doesn't give me the, you know, the license to go out and just be, you know, a jerk, you know, that's not the way it goes, but you know, what you think are mistakes or, you know, wrongs, they're not wrong. It's just an experience. And it was unbelievably relieving to know that one, you're never alone, ever. God feels you, he hears you, and he sees you. So does the Lord. They have never turned their face from anybody on this planet ever, ever. And um, all he's asking is for a relationship. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to tell him, tell him that you love him. He's no different than any, any other father, except, you know, he loves us unconditionally, unconditionally in a way that nobody on this planet, other than someone that's had an NDE and has been to heaven can understand what that love is. And he just wants a relationship with all of us. And he fought for me for over 40 years to come back to him. He never once gave up. And I understood that in that millionth of a second that he was never gone. He was always there just waiting for me to come back and say, you know, I'm here. I love you. You know, when people say repent, well, you know, Christianity says it's, it's for sin. No, there, no, it's, it's, he's asking you to repent. Like, you know, except, do you believe in me? Do you accept me? And I think anybody that's watching these, you know, interviews or, or whatnot that are searching for that answer, you know, what's there. And the most amazing thing there is, is God gave us the best gift we will ever have. But the only way you're going to get that is to die. And he saved the best for last. It is the most beautiful, it is the most peaceful experience you will ever have. And the only way you're going to get that is to physically die. Now, in my case, I was on the mend. I was in the up and up. You know, I was, I was breathing fine. I was off the ventilator. I wasn't drinking or eating yet. But when I called out to him, when I called out to him sobbing, he showed up. And I'm talking in person and that I do not understand. I do not have an explanation and it was not given to me. And I'm sure there are millions of people, if not billions of people that call out to him every day, please, please, I need you. And there's nothing, you know, he hears you, he feels you, but why he chose me, I have no idea. Um, except that he's asked me to be his messenger here on, on earth to comfort people, to tell everybody that I'm here. My son is here. The Lord is here. And we see you. We hear you. And, you know, you are not alone ever. Even in your darkest moments when you, when you think everything is just horrific or you're laying in bed and you're praying and there's no one around, it's dead quiet. He hears you. He sees you. And he feels it. 
um, he feels everything. So, and that was just all given to me in a, in a billionth of a second. Hold on, can you, yeah. Okay, can you give me one second? Yeah, sure. I'm so sorry, I, I'll be okay. right back. I'm it's so right. sorry. Dinner for my little one. <laughs> sorry, I'll be right back. All right, I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. Like I said, everything was thrown into chaos tonight when my daughter turned up from Kentucky. Um, so where were we? So was that your experience, this download of this information? Yes. Okay. And it was, um, and I received more of it um, when I was at home recovering. And it was just a constant inflow of information. And it was a constant, believe it or not, like nagging, like somebody poking you in the ribs. Come on, like, you know, I, I want you to do this. You know, I, I was there for you. So no, you know, you just do this. And all these things just kept, kept coming to me. And I'm like, I would just wake up with some new information in my, in me, like, you know, and it's, it's like, now I'm in tune with the spirit world. Like my third eye has been open. I can feel the angels around me. I know when people are very close to me because we are love, we are light, and we are energy. 
we, you know, we, you've heard about, we have a, a certain energy level or a vibration. And that's why some people will go crazy when the earth is changing vibrations. People have a tendency to get mixed up or confused or bark at the moon. It's all because they are feeling earth changing. The earth has its own vibration. So, you know, I'll be sitting here at night or doing something. All of a sudden I'll just start to tingle like your body's asleep. And I'm like, Oh, and I'll see a flash of light go by and, you know, I'm like, okay, I know you're here. What are you trying to teach me? And it's, it's just always love. And, um, I, I have so much of it. I don't know what to do about it. You know, it's just, I know that sounds crazy, but, um, and in the same time, you know, I want people to understand what we say, Dave, there's no hell. You're right. There isn't, but God is or our father is judge, jury, and executioner. And I will give you, for instance, um, I was terribly full of pride and, you know, just, just full of pride, you know, and in that moment when that happened, he stripped me of all my pride. I mean, there's, it's all gone. And he filled me with humility and being humble and, it's to the point of where, you know, sometimes I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror and I don't recognize the person staring back at me because for 50 years I was one way. And then in a billionth of a second, this new person is standing here and I don't know who he is. It, it sometimes it seems unrealistic to me that, um, that, that it's happened, but I relive the moment every single day, you know, even though it happened two years ago, it, to me, it happened 30 seconds ago. Um, and I'm constantly reminded every day of, of him, of the Lord. And somebody says, well, you know, people have reached out to me. Well, you don't believe in the Bible then. That's the Bible's imperfect. And they're like, I said, who wrote the Bible? Did God? No, men did. Well, men are flawed. We're flawed. So, so is the Bible. And again, in my NDE and being in heaven and being there um, and knowing the, the type of person that I was, um, then I should have gone to hell with my life experiences, with the way I treated people, you know, and everything. And I said, I was unconditionally loved, which means all the stuff that I read in the Bible about burning in hell or this, that, or the other, I said, it's flawed. I said, you know, and I said, you have to look at that document that was written two, two millennia ago, 2000 years ago. You know, they were talking about the time period they were in. So again, do I believe in the Bible? I believe some of what is in there is, is true. And I said, but other things are flawed and, and organized religion takes those things and they manipulate them into what they want and how they feel again, a human characteristic and they man manipulate it into what they want and they keep people living in fear that they were going to burn in hell or they're, you know, they're not good. And they keep coming to church to try and better that church has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. All God wants is us to believe in him and his son. And that's it. That is it. And for those that do have their hearts open to him, believe in him, talk to him. 
you'll see the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to, you know, he doesn't want you bowing down on his hands. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, you know, he doesn't want that. He knows you're here for it. He knows you're flawed. So how can you go from being divine into a mortal body and no longer be divine, not to make, if you want to use air quotes, mistakes? He already knows that. Like I said, he made you, he made me. We're all perfect. But he also knows that, you know, you're going to have ups and downs or as, as we say here, good and bad. And he knows that. So again, how can, you know, when, when we come into that or what we call duality, you know what I'm talking about, duality, correct? Okay, so when, you know, if we wanna go back into biblical terms, you know, when, you know, Adam and Eve was kicked out of the, out of the Garden of Eden and, you know, never to return and God hates you. No, God said, you know, when, when they ate from the fruit, he says, now you have a choice. Do you want to live as a divine being or do you want duality? Do you want to experience death and what mortality has to bring? Well, here we are. So what did we choose? He didn't kick us out of anywhere. We, he's honoring what we decided to do again. So when we come down here to experience duality, <laughs> he's just honoring what we chose we chose to come down here. We chose to have these experiences. And when our duality time is over, we go home. I mean, how beautiful is that? You know, and he's all he's asking us to do is love, forgive, and live your life. And people become so lost like I have that, you know, once you start on that, you know, like I did my whole life, I never felt worthy. Because, you know, the church says you're going to burn in hell. Well, when, well, you know, how do you want to live your life then knowing you're, you know, you're going to burn in hell and be eternally tormented, you know, so you believe you're unworthy. And then when you're, you continue to go down that path of, you know, well, who cares because, you know, I'm just going to burn. Um, then people just become lost. They're in the dark. God is not dark. God is love and light. And that's not what, that's not going to happen. And it was beautiful is the only way I can describe it to come to that realization in the fact that none of us, none of us are going to experience eternal, you know, damnation and hell. God is not that God is eternal love and unconditional love. So why all of a sudden would he become sadistic and say, well, you, you, and you, and you, you, you're going to burn. No, nope. It's, that's not going to happen. We are all going to go home. Now, does that say some people are not going to be punished? No, not at all. Um, he stripped me of who, who I was for 50 years of my life. Stripped it bare, gone. Um, so like any good father, if you're a parent, then you know when you've disciplined your children, you did it out of love. You sent them to the room, sit there, and you think about what you did. Is our father any different? No. So will he, will he discipline those that need it? 100%. Absolutely. But he's going to do it out of love and not hate or malice like, a, you know, organized religion will tell you. Um, so, you know, once I've learned to, and it took me a while because yes, I was depressed after my NDE. I mean, I went through extreme hard financial hardships. Um, and everything 
that a mortal person can go through. But um, I was depressed just because I yearned to go back home. Um, I yearned for that love. That was a love that I have never experienced in my life through a parent, through my own children. Um, it was beautiful on a level that is indescribable. So once, but once I learned, and like I said, it, it constantly comes to me, but once I learned that, you know, when he says, live your life, live it without fear, do what you do, what you're going to do. If you want to go to Kathmandu, go to Kathmandu. You want to go to Africa, go to Africa. Doesn't matter. Live your life, but don't do it in fear. Don't do it with anything but love. And once I've learned to, once I've learned to do that, like I, I fear nothing. There is nothing to fear, including death because it's beautiful. Um, I love unconditionally. I have forgiven everybody in my life that has hurt me or damaged me or, or whatever. I have forgiven them. And for the first time in my life, I began to live my life and to know that I have no fear and that I just go and do things. Um, it has been so simple. It has been so easy and so liberating just to live, um, just to live with no fear. Um, and I have completely surrendered to father, meaning when I surrendered to him, I gave myself to him completely. My heart, my soul, and everything that I am has been given to him. I know he's got my back. I know he is there constantly. He's hearing this conversation. He's seeing it, excuse me, he's feeling it. And when you can think of it truly that way, how liberating and freeing is that? Because you are never alone, ever, ever alone. Um, and everything that you ask and everything that you, that you need, he will provide. But he's asking for your faith. He's asking for that, you know, completeness and wholeness with him. And um, life has been good. You know, I've, I've done several other interviews um, and I've had hundreds of people reach out to me and, and talk to me about um, this or that. My, my son killed himself I, or, or something. Um, and it's been truly heartbreaking to feel all others' pain, to feel everybody's pain and, and suffering that, you know, you're always stuck in your own pain or your own, you know, misery or whatever you want to call it, but there are others who are suffering greatly. Um, and I just want everybody to know that you're not alone. Talk to Father. Talk to the Lord. He's never turned his face from you and he never will. He hears you and he sees you. Will he come down and part the Red Sea like he did for me? You know, probably not. I don't know. I can't say that because again, I don't know why he chose me, why he chose Jason Janis Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is it. But he chose me. And he's, he's asked me to do this. And he's asked me to talk about him, talk about my son, that we're here, that, you know, we see you. And, you know, I'm doing his will. Um, and I do it with love. I do it with caring, you know, because I want, I want people to understand that they're just not alone. And that, you know, to give everything to him, and I mean everything, your heart, your soul, love him more than your children, love him more than your parents, 
um, ever, anything on this earth, you are to love him more. And I truly do. You know, my, my little one says, dad, I love you. You love me? I said, yeah. I said, but you know, I love God more. And she looked at me and I was like, yeah, you know, I love him more because, you know, he's, he's got me and um, he's got everybody else. So I just want all those to know that, who you know, who are suffering or what this, that, or the other thing that, you know, everything that you're going through is stuff that you signed up for because we don't know what that is like being home, coming from there. We don't know what it's like. So we're eager to learn. We're eager to experience all of these experiences that we've gone through through our life. And we learn from those. Hopefully we learn from those. We, we know, you know what we want and what we don't want. And we can go on and on and on about that. But, you know, people, why would I choose? I don't know why you chose it. I don't know why I went through 40 years of, you know, hardship. But apparently, you know, looking back on it, would I go back and do it all over again? I would do, absolutely do it all over again because it was just an experience. That's all I went through was just learning experience. Um, and the only way we stop learning is to die. And all of us will die. So, you know, everybody just live your life. Don't think of it as a right experience, a wrong experience, or I got divorced. And, you know, my I don't care. What did you learn out of that the relationship? You know what you needed. You know what you want, right? And then you go and you try and do those things. Again, there's no right or wrong. And how liberating is that? I mean, how freeing is that? You know, to most people, that would be like, you know, Catholicism says, you know, that I have to go to my pastor and say, no, father is the only one that forgives. Not some other man down here who is also flawed. He has no right to forgive anything. You know, if, if anybody's going to forgive anything, it's Father and the Lord, and you are already forgiven. So, and that's not for sin. It's just for, you know, repentance, you know, believe. And I mean, I just say, do you believe? Yeah, I believe in God. No, believe in your heart. Feel it. Like, I feel it inside me like an octopus's tentacles. It's, it's everywhere all the time. I can feel it. I get very emotional. Um, I'll sit and cry by myself and, you know, I yearn for father and that's the kind of relationship he wants in spirit, in your soul and give him your heart. That's all he's asking. There's nothing you can do that will push him away. He fought for me for 40 years and, you know, I'm back. You know, if you want to use, you know, the parables, you know, the shepherd will, you know, leave the 99 to go get that one, right? And he'll bring them back. And there's more excitement in heaven when, you know, father brings someone back in and they're, you know, yeah, it's, it, it, that's what it's like. So, you know, he's given you, you know, yeah, we have free will. So if you want to push him away and push him away, okay, well, things may not go smoothly for you. You may have it rough. You may have it you know, not, you know, to your liking. Um, and that's just because you have the absence of father. Um, and another thing is, is um, this material world is, I don't want to say, it's not conducive to who we are, which is love and light. It's, you know, I realized also in, a, in an instant that none of this matters down here how big your house is, what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you have. Um, 
if you know going back to scripture again if you want jesus said you know do not fall in love with the material world it will bring you ruin you know your love and only love should be for father and that's that and it's absolutely true you know um when i was you know in my indie nor did i care about anything down here money house clothes none of it it made absolute it meant nothing to me and even when i came back you know he gave me the the that same feeling none of this matters here i no longer care about money i no longer care about the job i don't care what kind of house i live in whatever because it doesn't matter this is this is meaningless here. I know that may be frightening for some because, you know, they live for that and it's not what I live for anymore. You know, I have a good job. I, I do everything that I need to do, but I have no love of it. You know, it's just a means to an end. You know, I have to go through this because that's what being down here is about. And that's the only thing that I care about. That's it. So um, well, I don't want to keep you from your dinner and your daughter. No, no, you're fine. She's, she's got her food. And so is there anything you want to ask me? No, I mean, I just wanted to give you opportunity to say anything you didn't get to say or, you know, tell your story. And um, I guess my biggest thing is, is, you know, whoever watches this, um, I just want you to know you're not alone. Not ever. There are people, there are angels around you all the time and you are loved father hears you father sees you and you know just you know be with him in your spirit and in your heart just give him everything because you know that's what that's that's the kind of father that he is he wants an open relationship he wants he wants you there and yeah is he going to answer you no but, that, but that's part of why we're here we're here to have that on faith so um, to all those who are hurting or, or you know, seeking those answers, um, yes, you will go home. Yes, you will feel the unconditional love and acceptance by him. And, you know, you will go home and just be with Father again, you know. And it's, it's beautiful. And to be honest with you, I cannot wait. I, I yearn for that more, more than anything. Um, there's just no way to describe it, you know? So, um, okay. That was it, you know? Um, All right. Well, thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry about the interruption. No, it's fine. It's fine. Life happens. <laughs> it's, there, you, <laughs> there you go. It happens. So, um, but, um, I don't know if anybody's going to want to reach out to me or not. You know, I'll let you handle that or or whatnot. But um, do you want me to leave your email in the description or yeah, you can yeah you can okay. leave the email that way. You know, if somebody does want to connect or talk, um, you know, I would be more than happy to talk to you. You know, okay, all right. So, Enjoy your weekend. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye now.